It's Marketing Minute Time here on The Writer's Way. Quick marketing ideas for children's authors in 2020, hosted by fellow children's author, Lori Wright. Welcome back, writers. Yesterday was the first episode in this series that I'm calling Marketing Minutes because... A, I want to help you in under 10 minutes a day, fingers crossed, uh, by sharing actionable ideas for marketing your books during this pandemic and, of course, moving forward for always. So first, can I ask, how are you? Like, really, how are you? I talked yesterday about the wide range of feelings that I've been experiencing from wanting to throw my hands up in the air and give it all up just hunker down on the couch with the kids, to the opposite, which was go, 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 write a kid's book about socialization. Did I say that right? Social isolation, not socialization. (laughs) Write a kid's book about pandemics. That's easier to say. As fast as I possibly could and get it out there and market it and sell it. Uh, People have actually written to me and asked me to write books about socialization. I said it wrong again. Social isolation. Anyway, it seems really niche to me, um, uh, maybe a little bit too niche. And considering the rush on school workbooks seems to already be slowing down, it just doesn't uh, seem like the best way for me to spend my time and my energy and my my money and my brain power, which is not 100% right now. Uh, so I fully anticipate that these up and down types of feelings will remain and change daily. Things are very fluid here in Alberta where I am right now. Schools are closed. Lots of businesses are closed, but non-essential businesses are not closed yet, which means my husband is still taking care of his business. And um, the kids have started their online schooling, which is really reasonable. Only an hour a day here is the expectation. And you know what? I've noticed they're happier. Having that connection to their teacher, uh, my grade sixer who had, you know, a group, it's called Google Meet. It's like a Zoom meeting, like an online webinar conference thing. That sense of community and connection that he got, even just in that half an hour, seems to really have lifted his mood, which is just so lovely for me to see him being a little bit happier. Anywho, something else that helped me, well, two things I'll share with you. The first thing was charting a bit of a course for myself. So at the end of last week, I decided not to give it all up and to abandon book writing and marketing and helping other authors, (laughs) which, you know, I have considered at certain times. Um, I've decided to press forward with uh, two courses that I had already lined up, but I also decided to drop the prices by about 50%. I mentioned that yesterday. So there will be a minimum required uh, enrollment just to make sure that um, it's worth me spending that time away from other projects that I could be doing. And I've also decided to do this daily podcast, these marketing minutes. I'm already at almost four minutes. I better hurry up. Um, but something else happened to me. Yesterday, I listened to um, Brene Brown's new podcast. It's called Unlocking Us, I believe. And it was so helpful. Uh, first of all, I love Brene and everything that she does. But she spoke about how none of us pretty much have experienced a pandemic before, which makes it the first time for all of us. 
She talks about some steps we can take when going through anything for the first time that will make it a little bit easier for us to handle, you know, emotionally, mentally. And she also reminds us all that it's by pushing through that horrible first time, the discomfort and all those negative feelings that are really hard for us as we get to be adults, right? Pushing through for the first time, that's what makes us grow. And listening to it was very calming calming for me. It really helped to study uh, my, myself. And I think it's a really great reminder for all of us now, always. Uh, and something you can share with your older kids as well. Not like super old, but, you know, five-year-olds aren't going to get that idea. Although maybe they will. Actually, I think that's a great book idea. Is <laughs> helping like a five-year-old realize that something new will feel icky. It will feel uncomfortable. It won't feel good. But once you've pushed through and you're at the other side of that something something new, you will feel amazing. So there you go. There's your book idea. Um, okay, so let's uh, close the, sh- the feeling sharing circle here and let's get, get going on the marketing ideas because my goal is to have this under 10 minutes. First of all, this is the very easy, actionable item idea for those of you who run Amazon ads. So here it is. Stay alert and ready for action to what's happening on Amazon, to what's happening on the top 100 list, and to what's happening with promotions they have going. So for example, today, they rolled out a list of books that are buy two, get one free. Uh, So your book might be lucky enough to be in that list, but if it's not, well, target your Amazon ads to the titles in that list that are relevant, of course. Please only target the relevant ones or you will only be shooting yourself in the foot. You'll lose money. You'll lose relevancy. Your ads just won't perform. So um, if you want more eyeballs on your books, pay attention to those lists and target the books that are relevant. You do have to stay on your toes. Uh, make sure that you have the time and energy to babysit your ads if this is what you're gonna if this is what you're gonna try. And I think it's worth a try for everybody if you're running ads. So that's the quick, easy idea for today. But there's something bigger. I think I mentioned it yesterday. The bigger picture, the forward-thinking idea. For the rest of the week, I'm going to give you those short, easy, actionable ideas, but also ideas for how to build a community of readers to really connect with them so you stay current and present in their worlds, which will help your book business for a long time, years to come if you continue with it. I asked you yesterday, have you seen on social media the artists? who are sharing their work? Have you seen John Legend's concerts? Have you watched the Mo Willems doodle hours, those drawers? Am I right? Have you maybe seen Debbie Reynolds? She is uh, the teacher from fame. Remember, she did a dance lesson. Andrew Lloyd Webber played the piano for us. What these artists have done, these artists and way, way more, so many, they've done and they're continuing to do is they're building communities. And it makes us, their fans, feel warm, fuzzy, so connected to them. And we so desperately need that right now. So all children's authors should think about how they can incorporate community building into their marketing or beef it up if you've already been doing it. Just trust me now. Now is the time. Now is the time to find your people and to gather them somewhere and to pour your love and attention into them. Now is the time. 
For this week, I'm just going to help you grease the wheels. And then what I'm thinking is this weekend, you can put some things into motion. So don't run out after listening to this and start creating Facebook groups or anything like that. You need to think about it for a while. You have to think about how you can offer a sense of community, um, what you'd be talking about or sharing about, exactly what you have the capacity for right now, not what you had the capacity for a month ago. Uh, but what you're able to fully commit to right now. And so maybe that's just something once a week and that's okay, but you just need to really manage your expectations as well, right? So I'm going to throw out some ideas where you can build your community for you to think about. Don't rush. Remember I said, don't rush into this because we're in this for a long time and you don't want to start something that you end up not being able to finish. So places you can create or continue to create a community are your email list, your Facebook page, in a Facebook group, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Pinterest maybe, or even on a blog if you have one. If you already have these platforms up and running, say I. (laughs) Uh, If you already have them up and going, you're ahead of the game. So yay, you claps, props, snaps to you, however however you want to say it. So now I want you to think about your favorite place to be. Where are you most often? Uh, Are you most often on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, nowhere, maybe your email list? So think about where you are, first of all, but also think about your reach. So maybe you prefer your Facebook page for interacting and posting and uh, all the options that Facebook allows you when you have a business page. But what is your typical engagement on that page? Is your engagement better on Instagram? Is it better on LinkedIn? Uh, It's definitely better, I'm going to tell you, with your email list because there isn't so much clutter and noise and emails always um, have a much higher have a much higher open rate and view rate. They might not be writing you back, um, but they're reading it. They're skimming it at the very least, right? I can tell you that uh, engagement will always be better in a Facebook group, but that groups take a lot of work and you really have to think is a Facebook group something that you want to manage long term? Because once you create it and you get people in it, they're there. And you're the host, so you're not only expected to stay there with them, but you're also supposed to offer entertainment and snacks. Okay, so that's probably a really good option, but it's going to take a lot of work and commitment. So I just would like you all to be really real with yourselves. And if you do not have the capacity If you are way too up and down with your emotions, if you have five kids and they're all at home now and you're homeschooling them and it's new for you, that's probably not something that you can commit to right now, maybe in six months, but but you really want to think long and hard about a Facebook group. Something else to think about is who your audience is and where are they? So if your people are more likely to be on Instagram or LinkedIn, then maybe that's where you should be too. You might have to do some research and figure that out. So what I'm hoping is that by the end of this week, you narrow it down to one main place that will be your place. Uh, That will be where you'll make the big effort, you know, to connect with readers. And then maybe one secondary place, uh, because maybe you can put a post or or a notice in the secondary place saying, hey, come look, you know, at the main place. Uh, Because if you already have a couple of places, (laughs) that's that's me using the word place a lot. If you're already on quite a few platforms, you might want to focus you know, four of the platforms into one platform where it will be your main platform, your main place. Does that make sense? Let me know if that if that doesn't make sense. Anyway, so I'll recap. By the end of the week, I want you to narrow it down to one main place and then a secondary place. And then I think that will be a great start for you. Tomorrow, 
Uh, it's going to be a very one-sided conversation again, but we'll talk about what you can say to your people and what you can share with your people, your community, to help them feel connected to you and to move forward, especially now considering um, all the changes that the whole world is going through. So in that way, we're all very connected, aren't we? Please do share this episode with any other children's authors you think could use it. And I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Goodbye, my friends.